gentlemen, and welcome to Glowing Weak Boy. It's the week that came after last one. N plus one. I'm your host, John, and with me, as always, my co-host, Monsieur Wombat. Oh, I thought you, you said that as if there was going to be something after that. Um, no. 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 I, I am Wombat, the eternal black hole void of depression. That's me. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, tell me, Mr. Black Hole of Depression, what's your glowing weak point? Oh, uh... <laughs> my glowing weak point was when I rescheduled our recording of this podcast so that I could go and do karaoke with my friends. And then when we went... Oh, that sounds like fun. Right, that does sound like fun. And then oh, we went, and uh, one of my my uh, roommates who was going with me, he, he, uh, he decided um, that also he had to spend two hours with his both his mother and his grandmother. So, like, we were two hours late getting to where we were supposed oh. to be. And, and then, like, we didn't even do karaoke, so... Oh. There was no karaoke. We just hung out. Just oh. just hung out. And everybody got oh. everybody but me got high and or drunk right at the start of the hangout. And we tried to play a game called Illuminati by Steve Jackson Games, the the people uh-huh. who make Munchkin. Um yep. but it's none me. of them in their uh inebriated minds could uh, understand the <laughs> rules as they were happening. So, just a few short turns <coughs> into Illuminati, we stopped playing that, and and we just they pulled out Munchkin and we just played that. Even though I don't want to play Munchkin like ever. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. What was your glowing weak point? You got something uh... for me? <laughs> well, sounds like. Most of my life was better than that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I had had some fun playing uh, my game this week, the game I'm actively developing, and it's it's coming along. So I did did a bunch of that. My life has been really really busy lately. So that that comes with a the positive of always working on something. Yeah, always and, something to occupy your time. Yep. But, uh, unfortunately, it takes time away from doing other things, like playing games. Because I only played two this week. I played a lot. If it's any of consolation. At least one of them. But. Yeah, if it's any consolation, I have a lot of games on my list, and I don't think any of them have more than three hours in them this week. <laughs> Well, one of them on my list has, like, 14 or 15 hours on it. But uh, why don't we go with you first, because I have two games on my list, which I'm sure if the listeners have been paying attention for the last two or three weeks, they can figure out what they are. Um, But you've got five games on your list, so let's hit up a couple of yours. Um, Okay, I'll start with with the two at the top. Um, Earlier in the week, I got in the mood to, like, play some computer RPGs, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, mistake. Some, 
some Baldur's Gate, some Fallout, and what I ended up settling on was a game that I've had in my library for forever, uh, Shadowrun mm-hmm. Returns. Um, and it's boring. Okay. It's boring. Um, <laughs> Is this at all based off of the game for the Super Nintendo, Shadowrun? Um, I think I, I, I was looking into the game a little bit, and they actually have the main character of that game as, like, a guest party member at the beginning of the game. Like, he, nice. he cool. leaves you, and then he's just gone for forever, but he's there. Like, it's, it is connected in some way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's built in the Shadowrun universe, so... Yeah. I mean, while there there is no necessarily continuous run of Shadowrun games like I mean Shadowrun is just a RPG system like Dungeons and Dragons well, so and it's setting. similar to Dungeons and yeah it's 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 like Dungeons and Dragons in that there is no really standard character I guess unless you call it like Drist and them but fortunately that's mostly died out yeah but, um, I mean, it's, it, I'm sure it gets more interesting later on, but it was just so boring. Like, you you live in your dingy apartment where you're, like, about to run out of money and thus food and resources and shit. And, and then suddenly you get a, a voicemail from an old, like, a buddy of yours who you used to run crimes with. Um... And it quickly becomes apparent that this is a recorded voicemail. He he set up like a dead man's drop so that when he died, he would send a voicemail to you. And he says that he can give you a whole bunch of money if you go and find out who killed him and get justice for him. Hmm. Yeah. And so that sends you back to Seattle where the two of you used to run. Okay. Uh, so you start out like normal people do nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Like everybody does in their day-to-day life now. Remember, this is supposed to be a dystopia. (laughs) It is. Yeah. It's like we live in a dystopia. Alright, so what else? Um, Another game of the same type. Yeah, so uh, like I got bored of Shadowrun, and then this morning I woke up and I was like, I still want to play a computer RPG. I've got Pillars of Eternity. Um, yep. and I've never played... So you swapped one isometric CRPG for another one. Yes. Um, and Pillars of Eternity is more interesting. It, it grabs my attention more. Um, I, I'm still just in the beginning of stages of it. I've been running around the, the town of Gilded Vale and resolving the side quests there and stuff. I'm playing as yeah. a, a paladin, which I don't think I've done before. And paladins are really interesting in Pillars of Eternity <coughs> because they, um, like, they have disposition. Like, I mean, every character has a disposition, but the disposition uh-huh. actually affects their gameplay and stuff. So, like, the the more points in, like, for example, my, my disposition, it, um, it benefits me to be more honest and diplomatic and less cruel or aggressive. Um, so that's how, that's how I'm trying to play the game is by being very honest and straightforward with people and also like trying to resolve situations through negotiation rather than just beating people over the head with my mace. (laughs) 
and that's fun. That's in- interesting. Interesting concept. Playing a uh, RPG with uh, honesty and diplomacy and such. Anyways, um, um, <laughs> did you want to make a comment about uh, our polyhedral dynamic se- session? No, no, we can we can move on. Uh, nobody knows what that is right now. Um, so I played because we're we're recording this a little late because Wombat wanted to go have a bad time with his uh, roommate. I mean, I wanted to have um, a good time, and then people, other people, <laughs> made it a bad time. Um. So because we're doing this like two days later. Yep. Uh, we we have a whole lot more week to talk about, and that we've played and stuff. And yet and we so, still have nothing. It's yet we well. I just have more of the same. So I played Destiny. No surprise there. Um. In in this time, I uh I don't remember if I had completely finished my armor last time. Probably, but it, yes, not, you did fully finished. You had okay. it. Yeah. Uh. Uh, I've been running around doing Grandmasters just for the lols. That's what I've been doing. Like just playing the game like to play it. Of, yeah, just three or four of them. Uh, um, yeah, playing the game, but like playing the hardest possible difficulty of the game. Just you know. To well, play why not? It. You got nothing else to do. I don't. I don't get anything from it. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> technically. Technically, I get some enhancement prisms and and some exotics and stuff. But again, I have over 20,000 shards, <laughs> legendary shards, and I have so many enhancement prisms that, like, I can't fit them in my inventory. They're currently going to the Postmaster, and after a couple more of these, they're just going to start auto-destructing because of the limit of the size of the Postmaster. So, y- yeah. Kind of kind of no point in doing it but you know it's still fun so i'm doing it uh did some raids played some gambit which so gambit i don't think i've described it because it's not my preference to play it it is however my wife's so i get dragged into it a lot more than i intend to Mm. gambit is one of the three standard modes of play in the game so there's like you can go do Nightfalls and PvE stuff, or you could go do Crucible, which is PvP. Um, Gambit is a rather unique PvEVP. What the fuck? So, it's two teams of four. They drop you into an arena, separate arenas. Now, they're identical, but they're separate arenas where... Uh, the main point is to kill things. Things drop moats. You pick up the moats, and then you shove them in the bank. Kill shit, grab the moats, stick it in the bank. Oh, you're just racing against the other team. Sort of. So, you can put, uh, putting in 5, 10, or 15, and 15 is the maximum amount you can hold, drops a blocker on the other side. So, if I put five or more, um, uh, five to nine moats in, then it would block a put a small blocker on the other side. Ten to fourteen is a medium, and fifteen is a large. And they have more health, and they do more things on the other side. But the primary thing is they stop the other team from banking. It 
puts the bank, hides the bank in the ground, and they cannot bank until they have killed the blockers. And if there's two blockers on the your side, then they start stealing your moats. So like you'll you'll lose a moat per a second or two. So since you need a hundred of them to to get to the boss, that can be pretty bad. Uh, so this is like a Tetris ninety nine kind of thing. Kind of, sorta, yeah. You you block you you want to put put moats in, but if you do big amounts of moats, then you screw over the other team. Yeah. Um. Additionally, at uh, milestones, so at twenty five, fifty, and seventy five, uh, moats in your bank, it opens up a portal. Now this portal goes to the other team, and one person, an invader, can go through the portal. And be, appear on the other team's map. Oh, so this is and now combined with Dark them. Souls. So now you can go to the other map and kill someone, and then and you've you've only got like ten seconds to do it, but you know you have just the ability to go over there and kill them. And if you die holding moats, then the moats go away and you lose those. So and and it's not that they fall on the ground or something, and someone else can pick them up. No, they're gone. So now you have to go kill more things, and it, it puts you behind. Uh, additionally, just being on the other team, on the other side, you know, makes people less likely to go to the bank because, you know, that's the bank's in an open area, so <laughs> you could get shot and die there. Um, so you know, but they can come and kill you. So there's there's you know, and it's one v four. So who knows? Um, but yeah, there's that, and so you've got the ability to invade, and then once you've put in a hundred moats, you spawn the boss. Um, so the the boss spawns, and with it spawns envoys, two primeval envoys, and you can kill the envoys to get a bonus to damage to the boss. And every time you do twenty five percent of damage to the boss, like 25% of the health of the boss, more envoys spawn to make it easier. But once someone has the boss, it starts making that portal open regardless of your moat count on the other side. So it, it'll it'll make the, the portal spawn every like 15 to 20 seconds over there. So they can they can start coming in pretty quickly. Um, okay. And and if they kill you, it refunds health to the boss. So, yes. That's not good. So, it's a it's a fun, presumably, combination of PvE, of going around killing things, picking up moats, putting them in the bank. PvP, going in and killing the enemy to take away their moats and to um, uh, heal the primeval, the, the boss. Um, and, and, like, not just normal pve but also boss pve which is you know that's a completely separate loadout for killing bosses versus killing a, a little drag right <laughs> so it's 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 a very strategic game mode that is almost fun yeah i noticed the word presumably <laughs> earlier yeah <laughs> It's almost fun. It's uh, there's there's people that absolutely love it, and then there's people that absolutely will not touch it at all, 
And then there's those of us that go in because there's triumphs and challenges and stuff to do it. And and, and sometimes you just get roped board. in because somebody yeah. in your party is like, hey, I want to do this. Yeah. But I've got a winning loadout that works really, really well as long as I have an invader. Like, I, I, I need one person alongside me to just go around and pick up the moats that I make. Because... I start out, and within the first maybe 10 seconds of the match, I've got 15 moats. And I'm still going. I've, I'm not even close to death, and I'm still beating my way through it. Damn. So, And it's it's a loadout that I've not seen anyone else use because it uses a weapon that just is not meta at all. <laughs> I mean, they, they, ner- they nerfed it at the beginning of the, the Seer, and... It, it didn't matter because the, the primary use of it is not doing... It, it used to be really, really good at, at dealing damage to big things, but now it's just... It, it's not good at that. They really nerfed it. But it's really good at just killing lots of shit. <laughs> it's, and it's good for just spreading the, the, damage and murdering the, shit. The first three quarters of the game is just killing lots of little shits. And works great. So yeah, um, okay. I, I I played a bunch of that and I got frustrated multiple times. I quit multiple times, but uh, you know we we did pretty well. Because again, I, it's I presumably fun. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes it's fun when you're winning. It's fun, um, <laughs> but then like it's very easy to just get stomped. Yeah, it's really easy to just. Like usually, that's what happens. Is it one team stomps or the other team stomps? And like once somebody gets the upper hand, they just destroy them. The other team. Correct. Yeah. And you can recover. It is possible, but it, it usually just means that the other team fumbled. Yeah. Uh. So. Yeah. It 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 needs more work. I don't. As a game designer, I have no idea what it what to do to fix it. It's because it's. It's not a typical type of game. Like, PvP and PvE are both standard things, but PvEVP are relatively unique activities. I mean, they they had a... um, They had a panel at GDC a couple years ago introducing this game mode because it's relatively a big deal to have this sort of thing. And... Honestly, a couple years ago with the meta of the game, it was a way better mode back then. I still didn't like it because uh, I didn't know how to play it. And when I le- learned how to play it, I-, I started liking it a little bit more. But uh, yeah, as a game designer in the current meta of the game, I have no idea how one would fix it. Right. So that it's good luck, Bungie. <laughs> Uh, all right, tell me about some of the other games, including the new one that you put on your list just now, which was actually one of the things you were looking forward to. Yeah, and then I remembered that I played it, so I added it to the list. Um, that tells you how much <laughs> of an impression it left with me. Um, okay, before that one, do not feed the monkeys. Let's see if you can follow what I'm about to say without your eyes just rolling into the back of your head. Um, Too late. <laughs> Do Not Feed the Monkeys is a game about voyeurism where you have joined like an organ. Done. A, 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 Done. 
a game where you have joined like an organization that like puts up secret cameras in people's houses and you can just like spy on what they're doing all day um and you're supposed to like gather information about these houses by like clicking on keywords that they say and clicking on the items around the the building and stuff and then they'll like ask you questions like hey what's the address of this camera or what is the name of the the alpha male monkey in this house and stuff and that that means a person um yeah yeah uh, but at the same time as you're doing all of that, like y- you have multiple cameras going. You start with like five, I think, or something. Six. I think you start with six. Okay. Um, but you have to like you have a health meter, so you have to stay healthy. Um, you have a sleep meter, so you have to get some sleep, and you have a a food meter, so you have to like keep yourself fed. Um, a lot of the food that gives you a lot of um, hunger back, though, um, lowers your health. So, like, you have to eat a bunch of, like, little things of, like, yogurt and fruit, which barely add on to your, your hunger in, yeah. in order to stay healthy. Uh, and then, like, sometimes eat, like, a whole rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at the same time as this, like, you have to you have to keep money coming in. Um, and I think the game wants you to do this by, like, extorting the people that you can see on the cameras for money, um, which I haven't mm-hmm. figured out really yet. Uh, when you answer the questions like, hey, what's the address of this place or what's the name of that guy? Like, you'll get a, a nominal fee uh, back of, like, $70, or if it was a really difficult one, they'll give you, like, 120 um, mm-hmm. But other than that, you just have to work odd jobs, which eats even further into your time and very rarely pays well. Anything that pays well is going to be like $88 for eight hours of work or something. And then you're away from the cameras for a long time and then you're sleepy and then like, you, you spent the day. Um, and also yeah. your landlady comes by every three days asking for $90. So you have to make sure that you have $90 on you at the, at the end of that three day period, or you'll get evicted from your house. <sighs> and also in order to stay a member of the organization, every five days, you have to buy a certain number of cameras that increases by two to, to add on to your camera thing. Um, so like the mm-hmm. first five days, you have to buy an additional five cameras then the next five days, you have to buy an additional seven cameras. The next five days after that, you have to buy nine cameras. And I'm pretty sure I'm just going to fail at this point. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the cameras are $50 a piece. Ugh. And then some of the cameras, like, will bl- like when you're looking at a camera, um, the other ones are represented by, like... Um, like little lights that will flash whenever something is happening over there. And some of the cameras you buy do nothing for you. Like, they're they're just tricks. They're just wasting space on your thing. Like, oh, I bought $50 to get get a camera of a windmill that just turns and does nothing. Um, Or the, the one that's really fucked me up is that I I spent $50 to get a camera and I got one of, like, a close-up of a family's microwave and it just flashes every time that they're like putting a pizza in or their little girl like microwaves hamsters and shit Mm -hmm. Um, 
and it just flashes to grab your attention away from what you're trying to do. Which you're actually working on. Yes, and yeah. there's nothing. There's no information to be gleaned from it at all. So, hmm. it's it. I can't. It's it fucks with my head so much. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, and then the game I added to the list is a uh, Chris Tales. Chris Tales is a new game that just came out. It's a JRPG kind of game. Um, with a really unique art style. It's got a really cool uh like. All the characters are really spindly, but they have like big hair and big heads and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a cool art style. I like it a lot. Um, and the gimmick of it is that you're like a time mage, and you can see into the the past and the future, and use those things to influence the present. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, sort of like a braids. Well, I guess not really braid, but yeah, that's cool. Um. So the the first issue I had with it uh, that I talked to you about a little when I started the game up, uh, the volume mixing was horrible. Out of the package, the oh, volume yeah. the volume mixing on Chris Tales has the the lead character. Her voice is super loud, and everybody else ranges from just like almost inaudible to uh, a normal speaking voice, while she's just like yelling essentially. Um. <laughs> Now, uh, this did get... How do you fix that? Does that have, like, individual character voice sliders? In which case, come on. Well, like... (laughs) And that's the thing. This issue was resolved once the first, like, the day one patch um, finished downloading and I restarted the game. Oh, okay. So they did fix it. They did fix it. But out of... On the disc, out of the... Or on the cartridge, rather. Out of the package... Like this was a this was an issue. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean, if you were just playing this game without internet, um, I, you would have the time of your life listening to these people or not being able to Oof. listen to these people. Um, yeah. And, and then the other issue, the the other big issue that I have, um, the game wants you to react to things and. Like, it wants you to press the attack button again, like, as you're connecting with an enemy in order to, like, okay, so, do another yeah. do another swing and deal more damage. Paper Mario, gotcha. Yeah, and that works fine. I mean, it can be hard to tell sometimes, but it works fine. Um, what doesn't work fine is that the game also, also wants you to hit the action button in order to defend from an enemy's attack. Um, but the enemies don't move up to you to attack you. They stay where they are, and you just kind of have to, like, figure out the timing. Mm-hmm. And so it's not always clear exactly when the the hit is going to be. And so a lot of times I just take a shit ton of damage when, like, I, I really shouldn't be. Like, it doesn't feel yeah. like it's my fault. It, it It's... Like, the game move... When you're attacking the enemy, you move up to the enemy and hit them. But when the enemy attacks you, they stay stationary. Yeah. And and so, like, you're looking across the screen trying to figure out how to do it. it, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Um, I made it to the, the, the second city in the game, and 
Um, I got a new power that allows you to like synchronize your attacks so that you can deal combo attacks with your three party members. Hmm. Which is cool. It's cool, but I don't know. It it hasn't held okay. my attention. I mean, and that not might not even be that game's fault. I've just had a very, I've just been very distracted and annoyed and shit this week. <laughs> yeah. So maybe give it a break and then come back another time. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to talk well, about Minecraft? Yeah, I want to talk about Minecraft because I played way too much Minecraft this week. Oh, how, like, how much is way too much? Like, definitely 20 plus hours, I'd say. Okay. That's I a lot. I played a lot of Minecraft. And and I've got a lot to show for it on Minecraft. I mean, I've got... I have a Skelly Spawner that I have set up as a uh, mob grinder. Oh, I, I set up a Spider Spawner this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like Skelly Spawners better. In, in my opinion, they're the, aside from Creepers, uh, the best mod... Or I guess vanilla mod to um, to farm on the overworld uh, because they give you bones, which you can turn into blocks of bone meal, and you can use the bone meal for things, and you can feed dogs with them. They have multiple purposes, um, and they give arrows, and they give bows. Yeah, and they're pretty good. So yeah, and I mean they give basically the same amount of xp as most other things uh i think cave spiders are a little bit lower on xp and they're the the easiest uh spawner to find so yeah th that's what happened was i was just exploring around and i found a spider spawner and i set up the room so that i could kill them and not get hit by them and also yeah. just walk in easily and gather up the the spider webs and shit Mm. Like, I have mine built so that it, it funnels all of the skeletons to a single point, and then I kill them without them being able to attack me, and since I'm right there, I just automatically get the drops in XP. Oh yeah, like I closed the room up enough so that the, the spiders pretty much have to spawn directly in front of the doorway, and then I can just mm -hmm. wail on them. Yeah, so uh, I've done that, I've, I've built a base, I've built a gorgeous... Um, uh, storage room. Uh, I've built a like halfway built another hub for for people. I've built a little bit of the town, uh, the the spawn town. I've built a road leading from the spawn town to my place. I built a road leading to a Nether fortress as well as my place in the Nether. Uh, I've farmed wither skeletons to the point where i got enough to, to kill the wither and i killed the wither it took me about six seconds um wow you've done a lot i have a beacon now it's a level three beacon i have a bunch of work doing get to do to get the the fourth level I i've got know what the beacon fully, is i've got fully enchanted gear of every type uh i've because i've i've hit I think I'm hovering around level 40 right now because I just don't have anything to spend XP on. Um, yeah, and it's the second week, I think? Like, maybe a week and a half 
into me having this Minecraft world. Maybe. Might just be one week. So I'm glad you're I got, got some. Th- I got some plans. You know, we're gonna we're gonna kill the um, uh, Ender Dragon before the next time we record. So that'll be cool. Yeah. And I'm I'm having fun jumping in and seeing a bunch of other people playing. So I've got I've I've seen several other people on. There's I think five people besides me now. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Because you also have Minecraft on your list. Yeah, I mean, like I told you, I set up that spider spawner. Um, once I mm-hmm. had that, I wanted to mark it on the map where I could like see it. Um, yeah. So I built a 21 by 21 pyramid above it <laughs> out of polished granite. Okay. Um, that was an undertaking. Gross. Gross. It, it's it's a massive structure. Um, oh, granite's ugly. I like I like the look of granite, and I think it works. I mean, it's well. not as bad as diorite. Oh, I love diorite though. You you like bird shit rock? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it looks like bird shit. My my house in my village is made out, primarily out of diorite. Um, my, well, I'm glad you're not on my server. Uh, uh, my my like uh, furnace room where I have like the the feeder things that like automatically furnace things for me. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's built underneath my house, and the walls and floor are all polished granite. Um, mm. And then my enchanting room, the walls and ceiling are all redstone blocks. And then the floor is blocks of of coal. Okay. Yeah. Like Gross. I I wasted a shit ton of redstone to make it look like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> you uh you have a nice middle schooler Minecraft world. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, so I built that pyramid and then I was like, okay, I'll go back and finish my tunnel. So I finished digging out my tunnel, um, from the village we live in to the Northern village. And then, and then I was like, okay, now let's put in the rails. And I'd already put in some rails, but I forgot the kind of rail that I needed in order to make it, uh, work. So I was looking through Are you using vanilla minecraft rails or are you using uh one of the rail mods because there's some pretty cool rail mods i think i'm still using vanilla stuff i'm using uh i'm supposed to be using powered rails yes okay okay then, yeah you're just using vanilla yeah so i'm supposed to be using powered rails but uh, when i was making my new rails to finish out the rails i forgot what they were called and so I made activator rails. <laughs> I made uh, a shit yes, ton of useless. activator rails. Uh, yep, useless. Yeah. So now I have to go back through my tunnel and um, remove all but two activator rails. And then I guess see if I have enough gold to actually make all of the powered rails I need. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yeah, it's, it's going to be another fucking thing. God, I hate it. Well, you also played Nina Aquila League of Eagles. You know what? We're not even going to talk about it. Let's move on. Okay. Yep. 
Alright, so, we've talked about our games played. Now we go on to the game facts. No, wait, we're doing Anime Watch! Haha, <laughs> it's Weeb Week! Oh, yeah, we were doing that. And then I, I yep. didn't watch any fucking anime. Uh, you've got three on your list. Yep. Uh, I I still have... Um, let me pull that up real quick. I mean, I watched a couple of other first episodes, but they weren't enough for me to like really get a feel of it. Uh, yeah, I think I think there's one that I have and, not seen the the second episode for, and one on here. No, I've, I've seen all of them. One on here um, that I did put. I also only saw the first episode, but it was a long first episode, so I feel like I can talk about yes. it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Um. So I've I've seen more than one episode of all of mine um so i will start with something that you don't have uh the aquatope on white sand okay i did watch the first episode of this but i can't remember jack shit about it (laughs) it it slipped out of my mind like sand through a fucking hourglass okay in that case do we have the same things okay you don't have the reincarnated as a slime no but aside from that we have the exact same one because i've given up on that anime in favor of the novels yeah um <laughs> so uh the what is it aquatope on white sand tab. yeah the the aquatope on white sand thank you um is a it's an anime that takes place at gama gama aquarium um, and it follows the story of uh, Kukuru, who is an 18-year-old high school student who works there. That can't be a real and, name. And uh, it probably is. <laughs> um, and she is currently managing it because the aquarium is going out of business. And her grandfather is the one who actually runs the aquarium, but he's busy hunting down potential people to care for the animals once the aquarium closes and so a high schooler is managing an aquarium yes now to be fair uh i definitely i i i feel like this is not unreasonable as someone who grew up with a father who ran a business and helped him with the business despite you know a significant age difference um you can you can learn a, a trade and learn everything about it by just delving into it and then be competent enough to run it yeah now she makes mistakes in the first couple episodes that you know they they recover from you know they're, they're learning things um but <coughs> the other character is fuka who is a idol who has just given up on her dream of being an idol. an idol and uh she ran away and and she's got uh, she she just gives up on her dreams in order to help others basically is is what's what's going on in her life so i i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with her um but she uh just trying to find what she's gonna do uh decides that you know she's going to to try working at this aquarium and helping kukuru with her dream 
and the underlying story that that comes up each episode or or every other at least <clears throat> is the secret of the aquarium where sometimes you can see mysterious things and the the aquarium basically uh not not talks to you but like gives you a vision that helps you accept something about your current life yeah this is the point where i checked out in the first episode when the aquarium was magic i was like i don't care i don't (laughs) think that it's necessarily the aquarium being magic i think it's the fact that being in an aquarium is magical and and i can you know i i love the aquarium and when you go to the aquarium and you see all the water around you and all the fish and stuff it it is magical yeah you do think about things uh potentially differently so I, I it's not unique to aquariums. I think there are other places that do it, not zoos. I don't I don't know what's wrong with zoos, but zoos just don't have the same oomph that aquariums do. <laughs> um But yeah, I I don't think the the aquarium itself is is magic. I think it's just people looking and and uh I guess coming to a re- realization of things because they can be introspective. Yeah, and they're they're attributing it, even even with the the, the more recent episodes. I'm more inclined um, to believe yeah. that it is just the aquarium is magic, though, because there is like a literal physical deity walking around that nobody can see. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. the The local deity is this little kid with wild hair who stole yeah, Fuka's hat. Yeah, walks around and eats fish and stuff that are given to it and and there doesn't seem to be any reason for them to be there other than just to be there yeah it's it's a little slice of life comedy dramedy slight mystery supernatural apparently whatever (laughs) um it's it's just a a chill slice of life so if you're looking for something that's uh not gonna surprise you (laughs) <laughs> but just is calm and peaceful and and something fun then then this will this will be it yeah why don't we talk about one of yours we'll go with remake our life uh okay remark re- have you seen more than one of this yes i have seen all of the episodes currently out of remake our life just like i have the other one on my list um okay. because these actually did catch my attention um okay I'll say Remake Our Life is holding it less than the other one. And that's for a couple of reasons. Um, So the concept of this one is that the main character, uh, generic anime protag number 526, um, he he is uh, like 30-year-old or 28-year-old, I guess. Um, Like... former salary man essentially who like quit his job in order to join a game company and then the game company went bankrupt and then he stopped this uh uh, this red-haired girl from what he thought was like her attempting suicide um and then he he ends up getting a job where she works but then they get shut down and so he he starts to pine for the days of like uh, uh, like back when he had the option to do more with his life 
Um, like he got yeah. accepted to two colleges and one was like a normal college and then the other one was like a, a fine arts college, essentially. And he chose to go to yeah. the normal college because he didn't think he would do well at the fine arts one. Um, and then he mm-hmm. wakes up one day ten years in the past where he can choose to go to the fine arts college and that's what he does. Because, of course. Yeah. Uh, you, w- you would. And the, the, the red hair girl that he helped before is also a student there. As well as, like, um, three of the, uh, like, platinum generation of game developers or whatever. Um, like, like super talented yeah. artists and voice actors and writers and whatever. Um, and they're in his class, but he doesn't know who they are. But he gets the opportunity to work with them, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. And then immediately, uh, it's one of them is one of the people that lives in his house with him. I am positively certain the the three are all the three people who live with them. Oh, absolutely. It, it's so <laughs> obviously going to be that. Right. <laughs> There's two girls uh, and a guy living in a co-ed dormitory. Um, the the yeah. the first girl that like we we know for certain is one of the uh, platinum generation. Her her name is Sh- they call her Shino Aki. Um in the future she'll go by the name Akashima Shino and she's like a character designer. But right now she's like trying to hide that part of herself and just kind of like doing odd, basically odd jobs in the fine arts department. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate her voice. (laughs) This is, this is the big, this is the big issue I have with this fucking anime. She sounds like she's seven. I, I don't have any particular hatred towards any of the voice actors no, th- there I, I don't understand the direction behind that voice um like she sounds she's so high-pitched and squeaky like no adult woman sounds like that not a single one i think you'll find that one of them does because they're voice acting them <laughs> they're voice act they're professional voice actors they can change their voices john i know the point is, it is a adult l- woman who is making that voice. But um, uh, I th- wait, wait one one more thing is that the the anime is also very confusing. Every episode starts, and I'm like, did I miss something? Like it seems to jump forward months and months at a time, or at least weeks. At at the very least, weeks. Yeah. Like it, it does seem to to jump a lot. the The fourth episode started, and like they they told us that the red haired girl was going to be working with them from now on, but then also the the big blonde guy is also working with them, and that was never like said was going to be happen. It's never addressed why it happened. It's just now they have a a team of like five or six people. They have a team of six people now. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, I guess we just accept this. I don't know. (laughs) Explain your plot more Uh, in between. Even just a single line telling me why he's there. uh, 
I mean, the the thing I have about this is that this is just another anime that's been redone. Or I guess a light novel series. I, although, this is also a light novel series. <sighs> I mean, I think all of these so, literally come from light novels. Yeah, well, I think most do nowadays. I think um, that Aquatope is an original anime, but all the others... So, 20... 20- 2012, uh, Sakura Sao no which is the pet girl of Sakura Sao, came out. Okay. Um, I never saw that one. And it, it is about a boy who wants to be a game designer who moves into a misfit, uh, Sakura Hall, the, um, the, a misfit satellite dorm, just like this, uh, with, uh, a boy and two girls and <laughs> well, I guess there's a couple other people in there um, and uh, with him joins some like voice actresses and they're all oh yeah one other thing uh, everyone else in the hall is extremely talented they're they're all like the best of the best one of the people already has an active manga like uh, no not manga one of them has an active anime like they've sold their anime they still make it the other one is the writer for that anime it's a popular anime uh so they're all established very good one of the people is a programmer that is a shut-in all the time because he's doing work for microsoft what the fuck <laughs> yeah and like, this is he, supposed he, to be like 18 year olds Correct. And I hate this. He is a, a programmer who has made his own AI that is vastly better than any AI we know nowadays. This is a Disney uh, Channel original movie. Does contract work for for uh, Amazon and Microsoft and stuff. So yeah, um, just you know, contractor for them. Yeah, just normal stuff Fixes that their an eighteen year old gets to do. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, when you're this good, you do. No, so, you still that's, don't. That's at the stage, <laughs> stage four. It's, it's, uh, he gets to go to this, this hall, this misfit hall full of people that, that do crazy things, but they're also the best of the best around, you know, sort of like someone who is later being a platinum generation would be. Um, and he has problems fitting in and, uh, wants to be a game designer, but like struggles to do so because you know he's just not as good as the others around him has some uh imposter syndrome stuff does this sound at all like this show <laughs> yeah a little bit the answer is yes i mean i will, I will actually uh, say that um the people of the platinum generation in remake our life don't start from a point of being like the best around they're not 18 year olds working for microsoft or some shit C- correct uh. <laughs> correct but the uh, it's still going to be uh the the story is going to be centered around uh and it already is um what's his name the main character uh, uh generic <laughs> anime protag number 526 g- g- generic yeah <laughs> generic anime protag number 526 uh and his uh being surrounded by people that he looks up to and and thinks are the greatest of their time and having imposter syndrome because he's now uh surrounded by people who will later be the best but what i will say to that is that um 
like it immediately makes clear that he is not any less talented than they are like at all they each have their own yeah. skills like he's he's very good on the production side of things yeah yeah well i mean his skill is being able to do be pretty okay at everything well, not only like, that, that, that's 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 how the anime starts is like, yeah, uh, so they needed help with this. So I picked up a little skill in that and then they needed this. And so I picked up a little skill of that. So while I can't like draw a character, I can do these 30 things around drawing it. Uh, I can I can make a, a good uh, sketch and i i can't program the game but i can do these things well but even more than that um his it, the time he spent learning all of these things has allowed him to gain an understanding of how they all work together and that's his real skill is being able to organize everything in a way so that everything's everything comes together fine even if somebody fucks up yeah. over here he'll be able to resolve the issue by tweaking things a little bit over there yeah so yeah, that's that's. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna keep watching it, but it, it does feel a lot like uh, Pet Girl of Sakurasau, and unfortunately, I know already that it's not gonna be as good as, in my opinion, one of the greatest anime of all time. <laughs> um, it's it's my favorite anime for sure, and anytime I run into someone who's watched it, uh, they it's also in their top. So it's it's pretty good. Okay. It it feels very derivative to me. I see. But uh it, it has that weird time travel thing that doesn't really seem to play a part in anything, but we'll, I guess we'll see if that plays a bigger yeah. part in the future. So uh I'm going to talk about an anime that that you aren't watching and then you can talk to me about an anime that I probably am not going to be watching. Um <laughs> So, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, season two, part two. Uh, it's a really good light novel series. Second. It's the the other half of the previous uh, season earlier this year. Uh-huh. It was pretty fun. Uh, it's all super overpowered at this point. Yes. He just became a, a demon lord and then gave everyone of his friends all of the abilities upgraded. Uh, so. What I will say is that the arc that um, the first part of the second season opened with, that that would be yep. that would be coming from um, volume five of the light novels, which was the okay. exact light novel where I said, okay, there are absolutely never going to be any stakes ever again. I can give up on any <laughs> yeah. hope of tension. Correct. Yeah. And, and uh, so there's there's absolutely no tension. And I continue reading I mean, them because it, it's still a fun story and characters. I like the world, but there's never going yeah. to be anything that's like, oh no, I'm scared oh, for Rimaru. No. <laughs> no, yeah. This this is definitely not an anime that you watch because it's a good anime. This is an anime you watch because it's it's just fun. Yeah. It's 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 like the Aquatope on White Sand isn't a good anime, but it's gonna make you feel good. Whereas, uh, you know, one of the ones later on might actually be a good anime. It's just, you know, it's this. These are just fun. Yeah. Um, and it it is fun. I mean, he 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 literally brought people back to life, which is a skill that doesn't. Sorry, brought monsters back to life, which is a skill that doesn't exist at all. I mean, I will say uh, so. that it's still not a skill. Like, he was only able to do that because yeah. of the extreme circumstances. 
uh-huh, yeah. of the moment. Uh, and th- and the next time someone dies, there will be something different he can yeah, do I'm to sure. do the same thing. I am absolutely He'll become a positive. demon god or something. Yeah. I, you know, what, whatever the fuck that'll do. Yep. He's, it's not the end. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, it's it's fun. They're, they're going to go to war uh, against someone who they said was a demon lord for the first uh, three parts of the anime, and now you learn isn't but is trying to be but isn't so hmm. well it's it's the weird way in which they classify things so i guess you're talking about clayman is that the arc that they're on right now correct okay yeah so clayman has enough power to call himself a demon lord but he hasn't done like rimaru has and become a true demon lord which is like where the world wrecking like not the people of the world but like the the universe itself recognizes you as a demon lord that that's what he's trying to accomplish yeah yeah it's just the weird way they have about classifying things like he's a demon lord because he calls himself one and people treat him like one but that doesn't mean that the universe sees him as one i don't know Mm -hmm. it's stupid shit yeah yeah Uh, especially considering like i think I think all of the other current demon lords, except for um, Frey and Carillon, are actually true demon lords. I don't know. Oh no! Those two are. Oh no! That's uh, there's one other. Um, Frey is the the winged girl with the green hair. Okay. And Carillon is the beast man guy. Oh, the one that's like really close to uh, the the beast masters. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But, Interesting that he's not actually a demon lord. Yeah. S- standardize your terms. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna as guess a, as a I, I'm gonna guess this as is a, a translation problem. As a partaker of the problem. show, fuck you. Standardize. <laughs> I'm gonna say this is a translation problem. Maybe it's more clear in in Japanese, and they just don't have a good way to translate it to us. Ugh. Oh well. Uh, tell me about uh, how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. Um, is this the one you were saying might actually be good? A good anime? No. Oh. Well, you're wrong. Um, how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom is another isekai anim- anime where a, a generic anime protagonist number five twenty seven gets trash <laughs> gets gets summoned to another world via the the right of hero summoning as a desperate attempt by the kingdom of something i forget the name of it um to pay off their Mm -hmm. debts good anime to pay off their debts to the empire the holy chaos empire um and because they're the ones that have the longest border with um the the demon realm which has invaded their world um, so they're like uh, they're holding the line against the demons, and the nation that's summoning our our hero number five twenty seven. Um, they're like behind them, so they don't have a border with the demon realm. Um, yep. So so they have to pay them the the holy chaos empire in order to like continue getting support, um, protecting them from the demons. 
Which I don't understand what would happen if they didn't pay it. Because it's like, are you just going to let the demons run through your nation in order to get to them? Uh, like, I don't understand. No, they would just come claim the, the nation. They, they go over that in the first episode. Oh, okay. Is they would just come with their army that is bigger. Yeah. Um, oh, you know what? I remember this guy's name. His name's Soma. Um, so I can call him that. So our hero Soma... Soma Cruz? No. S-O-U-M-A. I think it's Kazuya ah, Soma. Uh, he was going... He was training to be a, um, a civil servant in Japan. He was going to do all the like finances and shit for the government. Um, so he's got a, a bunch of skills that make him qualified to uh, run an ancient medieval kingdom, I guess. So after talking uh, talking over the budget and shit with the king, the king decides to uh, abdicate his throne to Soma. Um I mean, it's stupid. Basically, the the king is useless. Yes, the the king the king is there clearly only because his dad was king. Yes, at this point, and, the king and it's, it, the king has abdicated his throne, and he spends all his time getting his ears cleaned by his wife. Yeah, it's it's really a case of just he was useless. He knew that he was useless, and like the smartest thing he ever did was abdicate his throne to anyone competent anyone with the mildest amount of knowledge on any subject and and obviously like the uh, honestly not the 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 fact that he's from another world withstanding um he is the best choice because um a his his knowledge and b uh he doesn't like want to come in and just have his ears cleaned like he's, he's <laughs> not there to like uh fuck bitches and and have gold and stuff no he, he, he's he's not that t- so so it makes sense like of all the people that exist he's definitely the best to become king he even makes it very clear that he does not intend to stay king it's just like it's like a um do you know the roman emperor solon um Solon was... Uh, I, I don't remember Solon. Um, Solon was a guy who they brought in um, because they were like going through a very bad financial crisis. And he came in and he set up all of the rules that would be needed in the future to like res- uh, like fix the economy and shit. And then he just retired. Yeah. Well, it's it's the, the standard concept of a, a consul. Uh, the, the Roman consul. Which... It's, it's very fitting because there's a problem so the senators call in the consul who then has complete and total rule over Rome um but that's what you need sometimes in order to get shit done yeah um that's why a a singular leader is a valuable thing to have so that you could just do things and then once the consuls were done, once the war was over or the crisis was averted, then they stepped down. Yeah, there was another guy who was like a, a military general and like he was just, uh, he had retired and he was just farming. And then there was like another war and they brought him back and they're like, here, you have control over the entire empire right now. And he's like, OK. And then he did that for like four years and then he retired and went back to his farm. <laughs> yeah, he did it twice. Oh, he did. He he was cons he was consul twice. Yeah, 
It was one of the Gaiuses, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so... But, yeah. That's essentially what Soma is. Like, he's just here to fix things because, um, like, one of their big issues is that they have a severe food shortage, which is caused by all of them growing um, cotton as a cash crop. But there's no cash in cotton anymore. So they just have fields and fields of cotton that are worth nothing and can't fill anybody's belly. So, like, that's a situation that they clearly have to address. Um, and, and and also, like, the entire, the entire, um, like, castle was filled with a bunch of advisors and shit who had allowed the situation to get as bad as it was in the first place. So he puts out a call to all of the people in the country and they're like, he's like, if you have a skill, any kind of skill, if you think you're the best at it, apply to work at the castle. Yeah. Yeah. And just lose all the advisors. Just go. Yeah, except for the the like right hand man of the king, who I guess was like a decent guy. Uh, has he gotten married yet? Um, no. Okay. Uh, I, episode four is out now, and I've seen all of them. Where did you stop? One. Oh. No, so, um, he and Licia, like, at, at the end of the first episode, like, when he takes over the can- the throne and stuff, he's also set up to be married to Licia, the king's daughter, in order to, like, solidify that, I guess. Um, but, like, she gets there, and he's he's just overworked and shit, and he's just like, like, it doesn't matter, um, you know, if yeah. you want to, if you want to call off this engagement, just, like, that's fine, I don't care. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, she seems to be getting feelings for him because of course she does but yeah of course it's, I knew that was going to happen yeah but it's not a big part of the story and it, you can skip past it if you really want to like that's the level okay. the romance has to play in that situation uh, honestly this this didn't grab me I, I watched the first episode and I was like, well, this is some trash isekai. No, it's, uh, it's really good isekai. Ex- it's not even, like, particularly exciting trash isekai. It's just trash isekai. Uh, so, I, 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 it's still technically on my watch list. I just have never remembered to watch it. <laughs> like, each time it pops up, I'm like, eh, whatever. I'd rather do anything um, else. I'd rather do anything else. 30 more minutes of Minecraft. Uh, correct. Well, I mean, I could do that in the background, because I can just, you know, sit there by the, the mob grinder and kill things, or mindlessly mine out materials to finish the beacon. I guess. Uh, last one on both of our lists, which is interesting, because there's only five anime we're talking about total. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of good things this season, but... Most of them I'm not watching because I uh, either didn't watch season one or <laughs> I didn't care about the first season. Like, uh, Made Dragon. Made Dragon happened. Oh, yeah. I, I was really supposed care. to watch more of that, and I just haven't felt like it. The first season happened, and I went, oh, that's that was pretty good. I don't need to see any more of this ever. I don't know. I like the um, gay dragon, but it's like... At the same time, I'm like, there's also the pedophile dragon, and do I want to watch more gay dragon and have to watch pedophile dragon? 
Yeah. Yeah. It is it is a thing. Yep. Um Yeah. So Blech. Anyway, the detective Anyways, is already dead. Uh, <laughs> um Yep. You is this the one you've only watched one episode? Yes, this is the long episode that I watched. Um, and I'll probably never watch any more of it because that first episode is shit. The first episode <laughs> sucks and it's like 45 minutes long. I thought it was okay. No, like when you, when you read and watch as much mystery shit as I do, the mysteries suck. It's supposed to be like a detective show and, and like... I'm sorry, the Sherlock Holmes shit, like, the the classic Sherlock Holmes shit of, like, he pulls out all of this information that you didn't know beforehand in order to resolve the the case. That's all this show is, and it just does not hold up anymore. I mean, to be fair, they do that for the first case, and then the... The solution, the the reason, it's not like, hey, I I knew all this shit beforehand because, you know, there is a smudge on your face and thus I know everything in the world. She literally had just known all of the stuff ahead of time. Yeah. Like, Like, she set up the entire situation to begin with. Yeah. She knew he was going to be on the plane. She set up the main character to be on the plane with the thing that she needed. Like, she, Mm -hmm. she knew exactly what his power was. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, there's uh, there was no fun in it. Like, I was just I was sitting there and I was just like, "What am I supposed to be getting from this?" Also, the main character is supposed to be a fucking middle schooler, and he's clearly at least late high school. Uh, in that first episode, I he's supposed to be in middle school. Think. No, they explicitly call him a middle school schooler multiple times. Yeah. The school that they go to yeah. in the second half of the episode is his middle school. Yes. <laughs> why Why are you saying that he's a high schooler? Because he's fucking like five foot ten. <laughs> With the face. No. He's got a face that matches fucking Kazuya Soma from a, a realist hero. Well, that's because... All generic white generic protagonists are just the same. They all look the same. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same voice actor because there's like four voice actors that voice all generic male protagonists. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I just not even kidding. I just found it absurd that they're call they explicitly call him out as a middle schooler multiple times. For really no reason. It could have been any kind of school. They could have just called him a, a high schooler. Um, but they explicitly make it middle school. And he's like twice as tall as the detective is. Um, and, and like clearly on his way to adulthood. And I'm just like... I would accept it more if you looked like Detective Conan. Like... Ugh... <laughs> uh. Anyway, what did well, you think of it? Immediately after the the first d- double episode, uh, which I guess introduces both characters and then goes on their 
their first real case together. Also, I guess that's an anime-only thing I read. Um, like, like they made, they wrote that, exp- especially for the anime. It's not from the light novels, like, at all. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, the, uh, immediately after the, that one, you find out that the detective is dead. Uh, and Like, is literally then- dead and buried? Correct. Yeah. No, she is. She is dead. Oh shit. The yeah. No, she's she's gone. So um, then he he moves on and he's he stops being. I mean, he was never a detective, but he was a sidekick. But after like three years with her, he's more than a sidekick. <laughs> um, he has considerable skills that he rejects because he's just a sidekick but they're second nature to him at this point and you get the the final main character which is nagisa natsunaki and uh they are a character that uh, i guess this is spoilers so if you don't want to be spoiled go five minutes from now because it probably won't take that long Starting now, uh, Siesta died. Nagisa inherited her heart. Uh, she had an open heart surgery to replace a, a heart with a weak murmur, and Siesta's heart was put in Nagisa. And because of uh, muscle muscle memory is not the right term. There's there's a term for it where people who have um uh you know organs transfers sometimes get feelings about like places that they've been before people who they've met stuff like that that they've never met but the previous uh previous owner did and that is a phenomenon that does exist although this pushes it to you know an extreme the, that is the illogical illo- the the illogical extreme yes. yeah <laughs> um but anyways she becomes the new uh detective because of course she does and they work together yay i haven't seen the third functionally fourth episode yet yeah you said but, you said that and i immediately was just like oh i don't care to watch anymore <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think you were gonna watch anymore anyway yeah so i'm just like this sounds stupid <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's less about the the detecting and more about the the comedy romance that's going on. Okay. I guess a little bit of drama, but it's it's mostly ab- about the characters and not about what it wants you to think it's about. I see. So, yeah, yeah, that that killed a bunch of time. That did. That killed a Game lot. Game facts. Time. Game facts. This week we're talking about Suikoden. Suikoden is a JRPG series created by Yoshitaka Murayama at Konami for the PlayStation and later PC and Sega Saturn. Uh, the story of Suikoden is loosely based loosely based on Shuihu Zuan, 
Water Margin, a classic Chinese novel, the title of which, when pronounced in Japanese, is Suikoden. Yep. It was well known that Final Fantasy VII was being actively developed when Konami started work on Suikoden 2, and so instead of attempting to beat Final Fantasy VII's presumed superior graphics, which they are, and overall appeal, they decided <laughs> to largely forgo mechanical up- updates to the series and double down on story and characters, largely because Yoshitaka Moriyama kept in close contact with fans' opinions, personally answering every letter sent to him. What the fuck? Yeah. Now, to be fair, this was a long time ago when, like, there were less. That'd still be a lot for somebody also, like, living a life and building a video game the size of Suikoden 2. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was working on that, but he wasn't working on on anything else or anything else since, and he's really not known for a whole lot. He didn't do much in his life. He made Suikoden 1 through, like... What one and two, and he suggests made suggestions for three, and then didn't really make anything else. Oh wow, he just yeah, he's just like these are the uh, stories got, I wanted to tell, and now I am gone. He's got seven games credited to him, I think, and uh, Sweden and one and two are definitely the biggest names there. Yeah. Okay. Um, both Sweden and Tales of Fantasia. Both JRPGs, both the beginnings of large series, released on the same day. Unfortunately, despite its small fan appeal, Suikoden didn't perform nearly as well, with less than half the number of sales, as well as about half as many games in the later franchise. I mean, I hate to say it, but that's that's kind of what happens when you go up against the Tales of game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... That released on the same exact day. Yeah. That's that's really unfortunate. Yep. Yeah. And then there bad. was Final Fantasy VII, so it really had no chance. No, no, it didn't. Well, that was with um, Suikoden two, so I mean, yeah, true, true, true. So the first Suikoden didn't have to deal with seven. <laughs> it just had to deal with all the other Final Fantasies. Yeah. Uh, Suikoden two didn't really have to deal with seven either. At least over in the states, because they only made like a hundred fifty thousand copies of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, of the games called Suikoden, there are several that are not even related to the series, including an MMORPG and the Doku Sui dating sim. What? Yep. Well, I mean, Suikoden, as previously stated, is the Japanese pronunciation of water margin. So, and it's a pretty standard classic novel so i mean there's there's an anime about suikoden called like shattered stars or something like that um that is i mean it's as a as a person who's played suikoden you'll notice a lot similar because they are based on the same thing um but like since the the it's a well-known novel there's other things that are suikoden oh okay (laughs) It's it's like making a game called Narnia or 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 not a game called Narnia a game called like w- Wardrobe World <laughs> and then and then having the world be loosely based on Narnia and then also having like Narnia dating sims and and Narnia MMORPGs 
and going, yeah, those aren't related to us, but they have the same name. You know, I would not Don't worry about it. I would not play a Narnia dating sim because that would be gross. Um, gross. But I would play a Narnia friendship sim. I would like to be friends specifically with Lucy. Okay. Yeah. I feel like Lucy's the obvious choice. Lucy is the obvious choice, um, especially since she was in the most books. Yeah, certainly not Eustace. No. Or, or Susan. Uh, I, I might with Eustace. Really? Wait. Do you mean Edmund? No, I mean Eustace. Okay. Yeah, no. With I, I would the, be friends with Eustace, the, the character from the Don yes. uh, Treader. And... Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Mm. Yeah, the, the Voyage of the Don Treader is my favorite Narnia novel. Um, I, oh, I mean, because it's the best Narnia novel. Like, I love all of the characters in it. I love the story of it. The ending, like, I haven't read that book in probably a decade and a half, um, and I I think about the ending, and it still kind of like fills me with. I also purposefully haven't read any Narnia novel for like a decade and a half. I don't like Narnia. Just like wonder. I, I, wonder. I, I don't like the the series. I I think it's it is way over um uh like people people put way too much stock in it that it's it's not as good as people think it is uh i'm gonna disagree with you there um the entire series is beautiful and magical even a horse and his boy okay cool yeah which was actually that was actually my first narnia novel was a horse and his boy weird one to start with yeah (laughs) all right let's move on from your bad decisions um similar to other jrpgs with running gags like the two buff berserker boss friends in most fire emblem games suikoden has a running gag of bandit family groups of three with varkas sidonia and in this case unrelated kessler and one unrelated to what unrelated oh like they're they're not not a family Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lamp Dragon Bandits of Koyu, Lowen, and Gijimu in 2. The Mordo Bandits of Lohak, Lofong, and Loseng in 4. And Roy, Phelan, and Phelan in 5. Oh, it skipped 3. They didn't do it in 3. Yep. For whatever reason, they skipped 3. That's so weird. Uh-huh. For, for something that they had, like, clearly had a thing for and just no not that one uh i guess maybe because it's a um no that's it's not i was gonna say because it's a prequel but that's four um the main protagonist Tyr, does not actually have his name canonically used in the series only being found in the 1999 novelization of the game huh i could have sworn that it defaulted the name to Tyr. Uh, maybe in the newer versions. No, I, I play the, uh, I have a PlayStation copy of it, like. Huh. Yeah. Well, but it's, you'll have to let us know. It's been a while since I, I turned it on, so maybe not. Um, throughout the first three games, the player must at some point choose a fake name. In all three games, one of the choices is 
Stoltenheim Rhineback the Third, which in the fourth game, a prequel, is the name of an actual character. So you're just stealing an identity. Yep, correct. Well, or not, because P- uh, Suikoden mean, fans t- tend to yeah. write out the fourth game. Well, I mean, the fourth game is 150 years before the others, so you're not really stealing someone's identity, because... Like, if I called myself Julius Caesar, I wouldn't be stealing Julius Caesar's identity, because... Yes, you I'm would. clearly not... I'm not actually Julius Caesar. Caesar it's is not looking like I can up go at you and... from hell with disdain. <laughs> it's not like I can go and, like, take his, um... Uh, social security card and and <laughs> get the benefits from it. I can't I can't go screw Julius Caesar by by stealing his identity and and putting credit cards in his. I'll name. have you know that every Roman emperor is given an a, a, like an obligatory social security number. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh huh. Yeah. Which actually would still and not those... apply to Julius Caesar because he was murdered before he ever became an emperor. Yeah, <laughs> and those are the facts about Suikoden. Yay! Yay! Um, I mean, you didn't right, even so get the obvious one. S- you didn't even get the obvious one about like the hundred and eight stars of destiny, and like the mythological yeah, ties well, that has. It's because that's just the the story of the book, mm. like. Whatever. It's too obvious. Anyway, what's our thing of the week, John? Twenty-seven is a thing in uh, Suikoden because it's one of the factors of 108. Do you know that? Okay. Yeah. Isn't this a really cool fact? Shut the fuck up, John. What's our thing of the week? What's our thing of the week? Before we get... Before... Shut the fuck up. No. Before we get to our thing of the week... We have to talk about the light novel. Oh, idiot. Sure. sure. We can't just do that before the episode ends. We have to do it now. Correct. This is when it's the time to do it. All right. We've got a way of doing it. We've done it twice before. We have a precedent that has been set. Hey, this week, uh, I won. I'm the one who won. Yay. He's the winner. Now we're watching Sword Art. We're going to read Sword Art Online. It's going to be the first half of Vinecrad, book one of Sword Art Online. I've got it sitting on my front porch night right now in an Amazon box. Um, you're wrong. During the course of this. Hold on. Um, Aincrad is the entirety of book one. There is no second book of Aincrad. Is there? Book one is just Aincrad. It's all of Aincrad. What's book two then? Um, that jumps to the fairy shit. Or maybe it's like a bunch of side stories that happen, but the main story of uh, Aincrad is resolved in book one. Okay, then it's probably the side stories and stuff, because it's definitely in Aincrad. Okay, yeah. Which might be where all of the bullshit harem stuff is happening, because, like, I'm about a quarter of the way through the book already, um... Yeah, SAO2 is still called Aincrad. It's Sword Art Online Aincrad. Yeah. uh, It's the second Like, I've glanced ahead, and I've seen that they have the fight with, um... What's-his-fucking-face during this book. (laughs) I don't... I don't remember. Akihiko Kayaba. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, this it's about four women who make a mark upon the solo adventurer that Kirito has become. So it's about Celica, Lisbeth, Yui, and Sachi. God, I don't want to read that. <laughs> well, we're gonna! What? But we're not gonna do it yet. I never want to read it. I, Too late. We're going. To. I don't. E- I don't even like how uh, the the way the book is going right now. Did you know that the book skips over like the the like the third episode of the anime hasn't happened in the book where I'm at. It like it isn't that the one with uh, Santa Claus. Um, that's the one where the girl dies. Yeah, I know Sachi. Yeah. Oh, so she's which is the side story. Oh my God, she's a. Yeah, because like it uh, uh-huh. it opens with like the first day uh-huh. of Sword Art Online, and then like you don't see the the skips to the first boss. N- no, you don't see the first boss. It just skips. Oh, cool. It just skips two years into the future to fucking Kirito eating goddamn rabbit with Asuna. Nice. It's bullshit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. I can't wait to put uh, SAO2 in the light novel lottery because it's going to happen. God, I hate... I, I promise... I hate it already. As you know, it's going in there. Uh, speaking of, I have already filled my lottery slot with Vending Machine Chapter 2. Um, uh, so I thought we were going to we'll, save we'll, sequels we'll hit- for certain times. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Don't worry, I will always keep one non-sequel as as a thing in the lottery. Okay. Acceptable. Um Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we're we're gonna be reading Sword Art Online Chapter One, Einkrad. Uh it's apparently mostly Einkrad, so Yeah, it's the entire uh, the entire main story of Einkrad. So, if you want to read it, go get it, because we're going to talk about it before next Wednesday. Yep. Well, I guess next Wednesday. Covering the light novel that was adapted into the anime of 2012. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I I remember seeing that on the cover uh, on the store. Uh, Obviously, I don't have it yet, because it's still sitting out on my porch, because it came during the course of, of recording. But... I'm sure it looks awful. I look forward to it. I mean, the cover is actually fine. Uh, <laughs> what about just inside the cor- cover where they put the scantily clad women for whatever reason? Oh, they didn't. But they did. Um, they did do the thing. What? They did do the thing where, um, like, each character has a quote next to their their um, portrait and stuff. Oh. And Asuna's quote. Uh, I want you to take a guess what it is. Uh, it's fr- it's from the it's from the scene help! in the um in in Agle's store where they meet up to like talk about cooking the rabbit. See, here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. I cannot remember a single thing that happened in the actual anime <laughs> in Agle's store. The only thing I can remember is the stuff that happens in uh SAO abridged in Agle's store because it is far away funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, Mr. Pot, Mr. Kettle called. He says you're black. Fucking hell. <laughs> Sao abridged is just I'm... a better version of the anime. <laughs> I won't disagree. Which, to be fair, it, all good abridged are better. 
Like, Dragon Ball Z abridged, vastly superior to Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, but I, I think SAO abridged stands out in that they, they address a lot of the problems people had with the plot and even make that make oh, yeah. more sense. I mean, they give uh, Kirito a character. Yes. Which he doesn't have. No, he has no personality. For any any of the show. <laughs> As someone who's watched all of it and the movie. Um, anyway. Go play the video anyway, her, her quote is um, her saying Kirito's name. Kirito! Yes. It's literally, quote, Kirito. <laughs> end quote. I can't wait for someone to, like, pick this up and, and look at it and go, Wow, this character's name is Kirito. <laughs> See? No, it's, it's quote, Kirito, period, quote. And then there's a little dash underneath, and it says Asuna. <laughs> wow, that, what a good character. That most memorable quote of Asuna's when she says, Kirito. I mean, it happens a lot. <laughs> As a character, she's she's pretty strong, but also she just result revolves around her man. Really great, well written character. Oh, anyway, let's save let's save the rest of this for next week. Um, yeah, <laughs> what are we talking about? All right, so this week, uh, okay, well, first off, occasionally we talk about uh, things that are in the news, and while we're not going to really talk about it this week, because Wombat would just get angry, uh, and we wouldn't accomplish anything, and it's not anything that anyone's ever, not ever said before, so... But we can't, we also can't not address it. we, We also can't just pretend that these things don't happen um so i as the game designer of the group am actually going to talk about the game design industry and uh succinctly it's sexist it's very sexist yes it's always been sexist uh it will unfortunately probably continue to be sexist for a long time and and th- that's coming as someone who, who went to school and uh, every class had some really, really strong uh, game designers that were women in it. In fact, I'd say that women worked, if not harder than equally hard as the best person in the room. Um, and and they that's part of just STEM in general. Uh, there's just not a whole lot of women and women tend to have to do better because I mean people are sexist but uh, there's there's always been sexism in this field and it's not deserved uh, but there's a difference between um, there not being a whole lot of women in STEM and uh, just the awful garbage that is happening in uh, Blizzard. And Activision Blizzard has been going downhill as a company for almost a decade now. 
and for longer than that, we didn't know it, but there have been issues with just sexual abuse, um, just regular abuse. Um, what stood out? <laughs> uh, not, to, not just. What stood out to me the, the most in the um, because they're being sued by the state of California currently. Um, yeah, multiple mentions of what's called a cubicle crawl. Where the yeah, that's... the dudes get um like shit faced and then go into the women's cubicles and sexually and verbally well, harass them and shit. Everyone's cubicles, but yes, for the the women's ones, it's it's a sexual harassment in addition to just the verbal harassment. Yeah. and part of the issue here is just an issue with game design in general, which is that. Game design is a business. It's 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 a business from top to bottom. You are building a product to sell to a customer. It just happens to be, though, that in this case, you're building a really fun product to give to people so that they can enjoy. And, uh, man, it's real fun to play games, right? But because of that, like, the whole culture around game design, while it's professional also includes this underlying tone of man we can just have fun we should do things that are fun we'll have uh drinking nights and we'll have game nights and and movie nights and stuff and and we can all be a little family together because we all enjoy playing games and and this is cool but it's a business and you have to treat it like a business and when you do these things that they just open people up in a way that they would with their friends, but you do it with people that are functionally strangers. <laughs> yeah. Like your and co-workers. I've worked in a cubicle system before. I've worked in a cubicle system before and I had coworkers that we did things outside of work with and like we, we had a D and D group and stuff, but it was always slightly awkward to me because this wasn't a game design company at the time. This was this was just a um, software company, and if you can call it that. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, it was a shithole of a company uh, deserves to die. Um, and the it was still awkward because we're you're just coworkers, so like the jokes you can make with your friends in D and D. Like the the crude things you can say, the the you know stuff like that, you can't say to your your boss or to you know one of the coworkers that you've got, and uh, there's just to there are limits to things you can say in a workplace that you don't have other places, but those limits have to be there and it's it's just it's a problem with just mixing up the way things work and uh it's not an excuse it's it's just a way the the reasoning behind somewhat of what this happens because there aren't cubicle crawls in other businesses there there aren't thing you know drunken sexual harassment of video game employees you know like that's that's something indicative of the industry and while i don't think 
many other companies are as bad as as Activision in this regard. Except maybe Ubisoft. Because, uh, <laughs> maybe. Um, the the these issues exist everywhere, and uh, it's hard to change it. Uh, it really is. And what I will say in addition to that is that some of these things are very unique to uh, maybe not even just the video game industry, but like startup and tech industry also. Like that, yeah, th- it's 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 a STEM issue. Yeah, um, but some of it is just like corporate bullshit that they do to women. Like another one yeah. of the instances mentioned in the um, the deposition was like. I think it was, like, a, a female um, employee, like, committed suicide on a business trip because her, uh, the person she was on the, the trip with had brought, like, butt plugs and shit, like, clearly to harass her with. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, like, the these, and, and I, in that case, I, I, I think that, yes, Blizzard did a terrible job of not <laughs> of making this an option but also primarily these are shitty people yeah the, that's not a the, like blizzard gave them the opportunity and the power but but if i was a member of activision blizzard and i was a higher up I would never consider doing a cubicle crawl and going and sexually assaulting women or, or harassing women. I wouldn't ever consider bringing butt plugs and lube and stuff to to harass a woman on a business trip. That's so far outside of just the realm of thought. Like I I can't I can't imagine the concept of that. It, it's it's so foreign to me but at the same time like just because you're the kind of person who wouldn't do that kind of stuff that could also be the reason why you're not a higher up at activision blizzard correct and and that is an issue is it like like i said this they make it an option and they these people should not be promoted and these people should not be protected alive or hired or uh it's yeah yeah and and lastly in the issue um and and this doesn't have to do with with harassment necessarily is uh they the a large bulk of the case that california has against uh blizzard is pay yeah there is a lot of unpaid pay and that is a huge issue in game design that that we we don't have time to talk about like that's that's a time for when we have like three facts and we've only played two games uh and and it's also not even just a video game issue it is a it's an america issue pay no 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 seriously this is a video game issue oh this one is very specific to no, yeah, this is this is absolutely a video game issue. Okay, like, I understand that that the minimum wage is way too low, and that that people don't get paid a, a living wage. Uh, video game designers they they get paid more than a minimum wage usually. They but it's the they are cheated out of probably hundreds of thousands of dollars of pay. Jesus fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, this this is this is not an America issue. This is a video game issue, and it's it's everywhere. Okay, everywhere has this problem. Then yeah, um, yeah, the publishers screwed their employees. Uh, but yeah, that wasn't the thing of this week. Uh, that was just a uh... no. But that that wasn't the thing of this week. But it ended up being it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, the thing we were going to talk about is stupid, anyways. Okay, we can talk about it real quick, and we're just going to briefly touch on it. The thing of this week was someone wrote a. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's an op-ed article. For, no, it's not. Uh, this is New this York- is in the technology section of the New York Times. Okay. The technology section of the New York Times did a article saying we need a new term for video games, uh, quote, because video games are everywhere now and and Facebook, TikTok, Amazon, Apple and Google are all doing it. Inclu- and oh, uh, yeah, and Zoom and Peloton and Netflix and stuff. They're all doing video games. Um, well, uh, uh, even the New York Times is doing video games. We should have a different term for for how new digital games are different from traditional video games. Hold on. There's uh, there's one line I like. Bullshit. Um, just as smartphones introduced us to simpler games that capitalize on unique features of phones like gyroscopes and on-the-go internet connections, many newer games blur the lines between video games and other types of social activities. Pokemon Go, Fortnite, and Among Us are video games, but they are also hangouts for friends, pop culture moments, opportunities for political organizing, and more. What the fuck are you saying? Right, so, they, they're a video game. <laughs> yeah, they're they're just video games. Uh, I get that, like, um, people hang out with Among Us, but also literally just video games are hangouts for friends. Yes. That's always been the point of, of video games. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like we, we talked about, um, what was it, uh, Pong, Pong a month ago or two months ago or whatever, where Pong was designed so that you needed a second player so that you could meet new people and hang out with friends and stuff. Yeah. It games have always been friend hangouts. That's why multiplayer games exist. It's literally just the way they work. Pop culture moments. Okay, so they're talking about Fortnite and like the And Pokemon uh, Go. The Well, no, uh, yeah, I guess. Pokemon Go uh, to the that, polls. That one is more that's that's the political organizing that they're talking about. <laughs> the pop culture moments with Fortnite is the uh, concerts they've had in Fortnite and the I think they've shown movies in Fortnite. Um, the they also which, had a like prelude to the the terrible ninth Star Wars movie um, in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Well, because they they like doing those tie-ins, but that's all it is. Is it's it's just advertisement for the game within. Yeah. Like they they get paid by Disney to put Star Wars in their game, and because Fortnite's so popular, and so it's it's they get paid by Disney. Disney gets even more um, advertisement for it. Whatever. And, and the other thing Whatever. that they bring up is that like Peloton is releasing a game that allows people's pedal power to command a rolling virtual wheel um like these are things that don't remove the video element or the game element of a video game so i'm i'm so confused why they're like we need a new term for video games because a video game is just a game that happens in a video format Mm mm-hmm like sure you can yeah. you can pedal in order to play the game that doesn't make it not a video game 
No, it absolutely doesn't. I mean, if it if it does, then then what about like VR? If I can move around and physically interact with things, does that make it not a video? Right, game? like it's it's just uh, nonsense. And and that's excusing the fact that Peloton is a garbage company that doesn't deserve to exist. But uh, like, and Zoom, Zoom includes poker trivia and mystery games on it video games yeah, that's not surprising <laughs> yeah skype skype has included video games on it for years and, and stuff like that it's it's just a thing that they add to um social things like that netflix it's, is i guess gonna stream um video games correct which which is just like, netflix that's google Stadia. Netflix already new netflix already has a uh, a video game part where they can ship you video games with the the uh, mail in yeah. version of Netflix. Like you can just have video games shipped to you and then ship them back when you. Although done. I have no idea um, who would possibly be using the mailing version of Netflix anymore. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> me either. But uh, I mean, that's an option. And then, oh, what a surprise! Facebook, TikTok, Amazon, Apple, and Google are making video games we're just selling game subscriptions wow hey hey did you know that microsoft and sony and (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're pitching microsoft and sony and nintendo are pitching us video games or selling game subscriptions wow holy shit this is totally changing what the fuck a video game is Wow, did you know that video games are a big business that grew even bigger when people couldn't leave their houses and thus stayed at home and couldn't interact with people unless it was on some version of online? Wow, who'd have thought that would happen? Whoa! (laughs) Yeah, oh, and I guess let's... We need a new term for video games because video games are different, but they're not. (laughs) That's, that's That's the thing of the week. Video games are different, but they're not. Literally nothing's changed. Goodbye. (laughs) Uh, Hey... Why don't you share this with someone who reads uh, paper newspapers? Because that, you're never going to share it with anyone. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. We're done. That's it. Hey, what are you looking forward to next week? Shit, who fucking knows? Uh, I don't know. Don't ask me this question. No, I want to know. What are you looking forward to? What am I looking forward to? I mean, I know it's not reading the light novel. No, it's really not. Um, um, fucking hell. I don't know. Playing more Pillars of Eternity. Okay. You're gonna, you're gonna enjoy playing more iso... Isographic? Yeah. Isometric. Isometric. There we go. Isometric, um, CRPGs. Yep. Alright, well, I am going to to put a little teaser out there i'm gonna have something very exciting next week it's a it's a secret i don't like secrets it's it'll be it'll be very exciting i'm looking forward to it because i don't have it yet but when i do i'll be very very happy if you can guess what it is you know what um tweet at uh wombat or uh put on uh, comment on instagram what you think the surprise is and we'll see if anyone's correct uh my twitter is uh, don't forget Wombat. to rate and subscribe yeah uh the instagram is glowing weak point so you can do that see you later there. bye